Good morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, on guns, a massive shift of incentives in Washington. Number two, primary results. And number three, the Senate GOP gets behind Katie Britt. Let's get into it. Number one, we are... Um, taking stock this morning about the unusual political space the Senate is operating in. For in, for the last several decades, um, there is there has been a kind of a long-held orthodoxy in D.C. The Democrats have wanted seismic change on gun laws, and uh, they say that's the only way to get to stop the bloodshed that's plagued this country. And Republicans have resisted any and all, um, basically any and all changes to guns except for minor changes around the the edges. But there's finally a window for compromise, uh, albeit with a, a very small window with room for only a very narrow accord. Um, this is the, the incentive structure has completely shifted. Democrats are working within the confines of a razor thin majority uh, in the Senate and Republicans have just accepted that any and all opposing any and all changes to gun laws is both politically and substantively unacceptable. Now, um, Chris Murphy and Democrats have been willing to take a half step in the name of process and Republicans led by John Corn and Tom Tillis and Susan Collins are at the table in search of a deal. Uh, even Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is open and even seems eager for an agreement. Um, this is this is just fascinating to us. Uh, both sides kind of have strong political incentives underpinning their current stances. Democrats are saddled with a very unpopular president and a legislative agenda that's been stalled for months. They have uh, opportunity to make headway on an urgent issue. And Republicans know some of their standard lines on guns sound hollow under the current circumstances. Republicans, uh, they can't really say that they... Um, that they oppose all changes um, to uh, to gun laws after an 11 year old is going to be on Capitol Hill uh, who has smeared herself with her friend's blood to play dead in Uvalde. I mean, this is just Republicans recognize that there's no political space to operate in here. Um, there's you know, the, the, here are some interesting dynamics to think about. There is some downside here for Democrats, and I think it's worth it's worth recognizing that. Number one, there is a um, a sense among some Democrats that they are giving Republicans an out, right? Republicans have finally come around to gun laws, and they're going to get away. This is not my words; this is theirs. They're going to get away with a small pack with supporting a small package, and uh, that's going to give them political cover. But we talked to a bunch of Senate Democrats yesterday. Uh, uh, who basically said, and and this ranges from the from the progressive to, you know, uh, moderates to ba pretty much everybody that they believe small progress. This is a time for small progress. Of course, they believe it's also a time for big progress. But they basically say that in since they can't get big progress, it's time for small progress. Fascinating quote from Elizabeth Warren as the Senate continues to grapple with this issue. A, a few more thoughts here. Uh, I I I have been kind of. Um, 
bullish on a quick compromise, meaning I thought that the uh, Senate would be able to come to some sort of compromise in the next couple of weeks, maybe get a framework this week and pass this before July 4th. I've been disabused of that, uh, that thought by sources and my colleagues who think it'll take a little bit longer than that to get a gun deal. This will take at least a week on the Senate floor. Um, so I think the earliest we'll be able to see this is, um, I, I think there's a small chance before July 4th. I think there's a better chance when, uh, when Congress returns from the July 4th break, although there's risk in that as well. Number two story of the day, primary results from last night. Going to run through these quite quickly because there's a lot of them. Young Kim, uh, Republican congressman from California, beat back a challenger from Greg Raths after a bunch of money came in from the outside. Former state assembly member Christy Smith beat out former Democrat Quay Quarty to advance the general election against Mike Garcia. This is a rematch uh, um, between Smith and Garcia in that California district. Lonnie Chen, a former advisor to Mitt Romney, who has been a, a long a player uh, in the um, in the policy space in the in the conservative policy space, came first in the jungle primary for state comptroller. Republicans haven't won a statewide race in California since 2006. Karen Bass is heading to a runoff against Rick Caruso to become the next mayor of Los Angeles. And in Iowa, Michael Franken easily defeated former Congresswoman Abby Finkenauer for the Democratic uh, nomination for Senate. Franken just beat Finkenauer quite handily, 55% to 40%. Uh, in South Dakota, no surprise here. John Thune, Senate Minority Whip, number two Senate Republican, easily won his primary with 72% of the vote. This comes after Donald Trump said his career was over for being a rhino, shows what he knows in South Dakota. Number three story of the day, Katie Britt has a who's who of Republicans showing up to a fundraiser in D.C. Listen to this lineup. Richard Shelby, who Britt worked for as chief of staff, who's the current senator from Alabama, John Thune, John Barrasso, Roy Blunt, Joni Erst, John Bozeman, Richard Burr, Shelley Moore Capito, Tom Cotton, Deb Fisher, Cindy Hydesmith, and Tom Tillis all fundraising for Katie Britt as she tries to beat back a challenge from um, Mo Brooks in that runoff in Alabama. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You can subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.